Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tipping the Turtle. I am, as always, Jeff Silvers, along with my broadcast colleague, Nick Bryant. Hey, dude. What's up? Is, is that your voice? Is that your, that's the up? voice for this week? Yeah, so what's up, dude? What's what is up? what is that voice called? I don't know what you're talking about, dude. This is how I normally talk, man. We're 15 seconds into this, and it's been derailed. Anyway, this has been Tipping the Turtle. talking about trains or something? <laughs> This is tipping the trains? <laughs> Tune in next week. Sorry about this episode. We're just we're throwing this out. <laughs> um, today we are talking about uh, retro game compilations, uh, where you know several games were re-released. Uh, whether it's on the same console they originally were released on, or much much later. Some of these are actually relatively modern compilations of retro video games. Uh, and you know the different ways that uh, that that can be approached, and you know companies that did it right, things that have been done wrong, and some of our favorites. Um, and you know, just to give you an idea of what we're talking about, though, obviously we're going to cover these more in depth. We're talking about things like Super Mario All Stars, where it's you know several games in one that had already been released previously. This isn't things like you know. 50-in-1 board games for Nintendo DS or whatever. These are, like, actual games that had been released at one time and then were all re-released together at some at some later time. So that's coming up. Uh, also, we're going to talk a little bit about last week's episode. Um, just kind of give a little follow-up on that and uh, explain why that one was a little bit uh, a little weird. Yeah, man. We always keep it righteous, man. This is, and I'm being as earnest as I can be, my least favorite voice that Nick has ever done. This is Tipping the Turtle. said we were going to do some follow-up from last week uh last week's episode was about digital download um nick's computer just yelled something at us digital only downloads uh you know uh distribution models and uh one thing i wanted to point out and this is what we fucking get for trying to do something that was semi-topical at the time uh we recorded that episode, like, what, two weeks before it released? Because that yeah. was just, yeah, something like that. Because that was the way our recording schedule went. I don't mean to, like, shock you, man, but, like, we do these episodes in advance sometimes. <laughs> you're not you're not listening to us talking live right now. You did, I, I, I wonder, I hope there's one person out there who it's thinks like that they... like trying to tune their radio to the yeah. station. <laughs> no, they just think they always happen to tune in at just the right time that we're just starting an episode. Like, oh, my God, I always barely catch them. Uh, but um, and I mean you know depending on what episode you're listening to usually it's recorded like a few days in advance but this one we had actually recorded like two weeks and we talked about the Sony you know Sony shutting down the PS3 and PS Vita um, stores the online stores for games and then between harsh man yeah between when we release or recorded it and then when that episode came out they were like oh we're not going to do that anymore and I think I sent you a link to that article, and I think it was just something like, well, fuck. Was well, the, fuck. Was that's, the caption that's what I you put, said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, well, fuck. Because our episode was going up like two days later. Yeah, it's, I mean, 
Honestly, it's not a, a huge surprise to me. They, they are still shutting down the uh, the main PSP store, by the way. Which yeah. I mean, who plays PSP anymore if you have a, a Vita? You know. And like, I mean, that was like a that store has been that's up a for long a time. Like that's yeah. totally expected. Like that's right. fine. You know. And I think we shut down their store too. So like it's it's expected after like Ninten- a certain. You meant Nintendo of- Wii. Yeah, sorry. Shut down the Wii store. We did not shut anything down. No, Nick we and we, I. we haven't shut anything down ourselves. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I have the power to shut any store down by just saying it on a podcast. You guys have no idea the reach we have as tipping the turtle. Yeah, we'll tip that turtle. <laughs> tip it real good. Uh, oh, anyway, I like the tone this is taking. Now. <laughs> uh, calm down, dude. I'm not trying to harsh your vibe. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, they they decided not to do that because like they like quote unquote real like this is not an actual quote. This is me fake quoting. You know Sony, but they, they quote unquote realized that like it was a bad move or something like just like every other corporation ever does whenever like yeah. there's a huge backlash and they realize they're gonna lose a lot of money by doing this. <laughs> like then we they came out like, oh yeah, oh decision. sorry, oh geez, we never could have even realized. Like no no single person in this entire huge company of thousands and thousands of people could possibly have predicted the backlash. You know, so they opened it back up, but, uh, yeah. I also do want to point out, I think word might have gotten out on the street that we were going to do an episode on it, and they were like, oh my god, we've got to get ahead of this. And that, that, that goes without saying. Like, yeah. as, soon, as soon as Sony was like, holy shit, Tipping the Turtle's going to do a fucking podcast on this, man? We've got to fix this now. I don't know if the mic's picking up the dumb voices you're doing. I actually think that it's not, and I hope not. <laughs> Like this is a, this is the only time I'm hoping for technical difficulties with our recording. It's like I this voice, I can't, fine. I can't with this shit, Nick. It's fine. It's fine. Um, is it though? Oh, it's totally fine. But I I wanted to point I, for one thing I wanted to point out it's like we're a retro gaming podcast we never get to do anything topical the one fucking time we do something topical <laughs> we fuck it up it was our fault because for, they reverse it yeah it was our fault for recording two weeks in advance on something that was like a current event ish kind of thing anyway yeah let's yeah, be topical fucking... by recording one half month in advance of the actual thing <laughs> one half month in advance of something that was controversial and hadn't happened yet ergo had a very high chance of just being reversed anyway. <laughs> poorly pl- poorly planned on our part. Um, In all fairness, their statement that they put on their website, which you can still find if you Google it, was pretty fucking definitive. Yeah, it was. It's like, yeah. we are closing this. Yeah. That's what they said. I think said, it even basically. said suck it somewhere in there, too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. that was, like, right at the end. Right. Um, P.S. Suck it. Yeah. P.P.S. Also, tell your tell your mom to suck it. P.S. Suck it, which is the name of their next handheld system. <laughs> the the, <laughs> the PlayStation P- Suck It. Um, one thing you I, try to use the joysticks and they just come off. Uh, you're just like, all right, and everything just kind of falls apart like it wasn't screwed like in. Like one of those cars where like you open the door handle and the whole car falls apart and you're holding the door. <laughs> like a Tom and Jerry cartoon or yes, something. Exactly. <laughs> Somehow the sp- the screen like springs off even though the screen shouldn't even be on a spring. It's just like boing, flies off. <laughs> That's um, by design. Yeah. Uh, I did also want to mention something that I had thought of last week uh, or I thought of after last week's episode had aired and I, I wanted to bring it up, which is one area that a digital download only distribution uh, model is actually great is uh, for indie developers. Because indie developers, a lot of them, you know, they're small studios. Sometimes it's like one or two guys. 
Um, and a lot of times they wouldn't be able to afford to pay to have their game, you know, pressed on CD and distributed that way, or they couldn't find a publisher because it's a niche game or whatever. So, you know, you see a lot of that, especially on Switch, but also on Xbox and PlayStation. So that makes sense. Those companies kind of need that. Um, and so that's... There's actually a really good... Um, and if you go on YouTube, there's a, a channel called Alpha Beta Gamer. They do a lot of these. Um, and And... It's people that make games based on the old, like, I mean, the, the channel doesn't do this. They just play these games, but like, they they play beta games and alpha games and stuff before the, before they come out. And this is all the way up from like indie developer games that nobody knows about, all the way up to like huge studio games that release to beta. But mostly, what they do is PS One style games. These these indie developers, they're not releasing these things on PlayStation 1 discs that you can yeah. play on your PlayStation 1. Like, they're not doing that. They're, they're releasing it in digital format. Like, there's no right. way for them to press these things to a disc, like, or a cartridge or whatever the hell. You know, so without that model, they wouldn't be able to release these really, sometimes very cool games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... A lot of horror out there for that sort of thing. If you like that, Alpha Beta Gamer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, that's that's all we had to say about last week's episode. Um, now we're going to go on to today's topic, as we promised, which is awesome and sometimes not so awesome retro gaming compilations. And we are going to start with uh, probably the most famous and perhaps the definitive example of a retro gaming compilation, although it wasn't really all that retro at the time. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario All-Stars. Yeah. And, uh, fuck, I almost feel like... I feel like I almost don't have anything I could say about Super Mario All Stars that people don't know. But Super yeah. Mario All Stars was, if you're not uh, if you're not familiar, a Super Nintendo cartridge that included enhanced 16-bit remakes of Super Mario Brothers One, Two, and Three for the NES, bing, and bing, bing. the Japanese Super Mario Two, which in the United States is called The Lost Levels, uh, which was originally released for the Famicom Disk System. So you got four games. All of which are fucking tight, amazing games. So tight. Yeah. And uh, they were... (laughs) Jesus with this. And they were enhanced uh, with 16-bit graphics. I mean, you know, just a a fantastic compilation. Honestly, probably if, if I had to be... If I had to pick one Super Nintendo game to... That's the only Super Nintendo game I can ever play. Super Mario All Stars. Well... Aside from the next one we're immediately about to talk about after yeah. this, Super Mario All-Stars is probably it for me. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it, it wasn't just one of those compilation cartridges that you would see on the NES, for instance, that just had a whole bunch of, like, hacked games or, like, whatever that were just, like, shoved onto the cartridge or, or what have you. It, it was literally, like, Nintendo themselves right. remade these games. So, yeah. like, you can play Super Mario Brothers on the NES. Great game excellent experience but then you could do the same thing with super nintendo on super mario all-stars and have a completely different experience mm-hmm. and it's wonderful it's awesome that's actually where i first played it like i've mentioned this in past episodes i didn't have an nes so i never played the nes version of any of these games my first exposure to any nes games at all was super mario all-stars yeah because that's just what i had you know i started off with the super nintendo so that's what i fucking had so I was playing all these games and like, oh, these are radical. Like, I love these. And then much later in life, like five years ago, was it? 
I played Super Mario Brothers for the yeah. first time on NES, and I was like, this is so magical, Jeff. <laughs> How did you keep this from me for so long? And you're like, I've just been telling you to play this the entire time we've been <laughs> friends. You, How did you keep this from me? I'm like, I've literally been trying to get you to do this for like a couple years. Yeah. Um, no, and it's, I remember when I was a kid, I had pretty much the opposite story because we only had an NES and we didn't have a Super Nintendo. Um, and so, uh, until, you know, a little later after the N64 came out, but, um, I remember seeing, you know, ads for Super Mario All-Stars and seeing it in the store and I was just kind of like, what the fuck is the, what is the Lost Levels? Like, what is that? That's like a whole new game. And of course, you know, we'll probably talk about it in depth on some other episode, but we, um, you know, it was the Japanese version of Super Mario 2, which was, uh, basically a super fucking difficult version of Super Mario Brothers. Super um, Mario 2? You found that difficult? Not Super Mario 2. So, do you know Do you know the story of the Lost Levels, and like Doki Doki Panic, and all that jazz? I know the Doki Doki Panic thing, but I, I don't remember the... Okay, so, the reason they had to remake Doki Doki Panic into Super Mario Brothers 2 in North America was because the game that was released as Super Mario Brothers 2 in Japan was fucking insanely difficult and it was it's basically the lost levels. Oh. Yeah. I never well, beat that actually, so that makes sense. I have finally I, I beat a hell it. of a time beating that shit. Yeah, it's a fucking <laughs> insanely difficult game. Um uh, we'll talk I think we'll do an episode probably sometime we'll talk about that. That seems like one of those That is a good top, topic for it is. a whole episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but it is it is a a very difficult game. It's pretty fun if you're if you enjoy like savage difficulty or like if you're super savage. fucking if you're super fucking good at Super Mario Brothers One, uh, the Lost Levels is is a great game to play. But this had all of those together, so it was you know even if you played like me, you played all three Mario Brothers games. By the time you played All Stars, you still probably hadn't played the Lost Levels unless you fucking lived in Japan or you had a Famicom Disk System for some reason in North America that you imported. Um, so excellent comp- uh, compilation, beautiful graphics. Um, really good graphics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they upped the ante on that a little bit because a few years later, I think, I don't remember, and I think this was only available like as a pack-in with a Super Nintendo, which makes this exceptionally rare. Oh, yeah. This uh, is my shit right here. <laughs> Super Mario All-Stars plus Super Mario World. Oh, man. So they released one cartridge that had all of what we just talked about, Super Mario 1, 2, 3, and the Lost Levels, and they threw in Super Mario World on the same cartridge, and it was a unique version of Super Mario World because Luigi had different graphics than Mario. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, he has different graphics than Mario, because in the original Super Mario World, they just have the same graphics, and it's just a palette swap, but... This is a fucking game changer. I had no idea. You didn't know that? Are you serious? Yeah. He has different graphics. Oh, shit, too. now I gotta get it, Jeff. <laughs> I can't oh, yeah. find it. It's anywhere. so fucking expensive, man. God, it's it's super rare. For one thing, like I said, it was only a pack in with the Super Nintendo and briefly, so it's there weren't that many out there. It wasn't even released in Japan. Um, oh my god. Yeah, there's not even officially box art for it because it was never released in a box. It, it was, was just, never in a box. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you find box art of it online, that's like fan art, basically. Man, I knew somebody one time that had it recently in life. Seriously? Like, as, since we've been friends, I knew somebody that had it, and I've been to their house multiple times because they were related to me, and they had this, and I'm like, I should offer them money for it. 
And I'm like, no, surely I'll find it somewhere. But this is before we did the podcast. This is before I knew the worth of this thing. I had no idea it had different graphics for Luigi. This is a completely different version of the game. I've never played this version. I am so pissed. Now. I mean, other than that, I think it's the same version. Just to be clear, I think it's the only thing that's different. Fucking but yeah, I know that Super Mario World is pretty much like your end-all, be-all for Mario. So oh, That was the first video game I've ever played in my life was yeah. Super Mario World. That is what I learned to play video games on. So anything that's that, but I mean, like, fuck, I would play, you know, a minor version of, you know, minorly different version of Super Mario 3, which is probably my favorite Mario game, so... Yeah, d- didn't you, like, have a huge saga of finding all of the, uh... The, it was... God, the Game Boy Advance version of Super Mario 3. Oh! Um, we're getting off topic here slightly, but yeah, the uh, Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3, which is a... Uh, they re-released Super Mario 3 on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, there's all those e-cards for it. Like, yeah. you went on such an insane rampage of trying to, like, find a, I did a find version it. of that that had all the e-cards on it. Which, there is one. Uh, the one from... They re-released that on Virtual Console, and um, it has... They had all the... Like, all 32 e-cards that were ever released are built into it, including the ones that were never released in North America. It's fucking tight. There you go. I I already have them. That was like a big deal. Like, you had the e-cards. Yeah, I actually do have an e-reader. I'm like one of eight people that ever bought an (laughs) e-reader. And uh, I have a bunch of the e-reader cards for mine, too, yeah. Impressive. Yeah, I love that game. Um, Anyway, let's bring it back here. Bring it back on on our topic here. All right. Um, So, Super Mario R-Stars. Super Super Mario R-Stars. Plus Super Mario World, that whole that compilation of five games. I only get one Super Nintendo game for the rest of my life. That's it. Yeah, hundred percent. What else do you, I mean? I realize it's the same genre, all of them, but vastly different interpretations of that genre. I feel like also just fucking pinnacle games. Yeah, yeah. This all the best games one spot. Yep. yep. Um. So, uh, but I mean, obviously that's not the only compilation. I think it's probably the one that people are the most familiar with. Uh, I do want to talk about one that was released in the same generation as the Super Nintendo, different console. And we won't talk much about this one because there's really not a whole lot to it. But the six-pack for the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Um, This one's interesting to me. It was an officially licensed Sega cartridge for Genesis that included columns, Golden Axe, Revenge of Shinobi, Sonic the Hedgehog, Streets of Rage, and Super Hang-On. This is like four great games on there. Yeah, that's what strikes me about this, is that it's not just that, I mean, you've got great games. Golden Axe is pretty fun. Columns is a good puzzle game. Golden Axe is great, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I've played Revenge of Shinobi, but I know people like it. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, Streets of Rage, I mean, those are, you know, you don't like Sonic very much, I know that. No, I don't like Sonic very much, but Streets of Rage is a fucking sweet game. Yeah, and Super Hang-On's not bad. Um, Just a behind, you know, the third-person racing game. But what strikes me about that is it's not just that it's six pretty good games, it's six very different games. Oh, yeah, completely. Yeah, if you had a Sega Genesis, because this, again, was released on the Genesis and it contained Genesis games. So if you had a Sega Genesis, you could get six pack and that, that could be your game library. That's yeah. your, that's all. Time, you, yeah. yeah. Uh, because really how many games, if you had a, a current console, unless you were the fucking rich kid in the neighborhood and fuck him, um, 
A little bastard. <laughs> that sh- little shit. Man, he, like, values material goods over experiential experiences. He's all, yeah. oh, my parents got a hot tub. Uh, my mom and dad are divorced. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, did you, you know, I bet a lot of people, I bet the average person who owned a Sega Genesis didn't own more than six games on it, right? You think? At the time. I've never seen a person in my life that has like a library of Genesis games, except for like on a YouTube video of a collector. Well, but especially <clears throat> at the time that it, was, it came out though, because I mean, they were full priced games, like $60 or something. There's like... My my cousin was the main person I knew that had a Genesis, and he's like and a, 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 with an Iron Maiden, an poster Iron Maiden on the wall poster, of course, like, yeah, you know, a tank top or whatever, like yeah. like a rip, like a shirt that used to be a shirt, but he like ripped the sleeves off of it, like claims he can give you a tattoo with India ink, yeah, exactly, or like a ballpoint pen, yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, he had maybe four games, like, and they were just like sitting around the Genesis, like he just had shoved them around the Genesis in, like, some configuration. There was no, like, display case of his games yeah, if, or anything. Yeah, if you owned a Sega Genesis in the 90s, that meant that you were too cool to care about, like, putting your games away, because you were, you know, too cool for school. Yeah, like, the so. box just, like, landed on your floor and became part of your carpet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what strikes me about Six Pack. I mean, it's easy to overlook these days, because you can buy any one of these games for pretty cheap, I think. Um, but man, if you got a Genesis and six pack in the nineties, fuck, you were set for a gen- I mean, there are probably other games you wanted, but you probably didn't need to have them. You've got, um, really two beat em ups in here that are good. Uh, Revenge of Shinobi, I think is a, like also kind of a beat em up. I think. Yeah. A slash em up. Maybe you've got a solid puzzle game. You've got Sonic the Hedgehog, which is a, you know, beloved platformer to everybody except Nick. Yeah. And so you've got a good racing game, so I mean you're set there. One time I like went to the beach, man, and everyone's like, Why don't you have a six pack? And I reached behind my back and I pulled out a six pack on Genesis and they were like, Fucking sweet, dude. You and know from then on I never exercised. Hey, speaking of you <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the other guy in this back case. Speaking of you. That wasn't even supposed to be a joke. That Boy, was, that was a that serious was, jam pack of insult. <laughs> that was a, that was my earnest attempt at a segue just now. <laughs> Gotta Speaking, say, worst attempt ever. I, it was. That was. I've done some shitty segues, and that was the worst. Speaking of you, uh, you have uh, a pretty interesting take on the compilation uh, here with the jam packs and uh, demo. Samplers. I can't even read my own. <laughs> the demo sampler. I'm reading my handwriting here where I made an outline and it literally looked like I wrote Demo Sam Plus. And wow. I almost said that and I was like, that's not right. Demo Sam Plus. Demo Sam Plus. So I had um, a Super Nintendo. That was my first video game console. Uh, followed fairly closely by the Game Boy and at around the same time the PlayStation 1. Um, you know, and I, I played a lot of arcade games and things like that in between, but uh, the PlayStation 1 was a huge fucking deal for me. Like, I... Final Fantasy VIII is... It continues to be one of my favorite games of all time. 
the parent that I lived with, like they they bought a PlayStation One, thinking like, oh, this is the newest game at the time, the newest game console at the time. So um, you know, we'll get them this and stuff, and it, you know, I was very grateful for it and everything. But uh, I got like maybe like a couple of games. One of them was Final Fantasy VIII, and another one was uh, I don't remember what I had, but I had a ton of demo discs. And uh, the two demo discs that I remember are what I'm going to talk about. One of them is the one of the most popular ones, which is Jam Pack. I think most people listening to this that had a PlayStation One remember what Jam Pack is because you could get it at any grocery store where you bought a PlayStation magazine because the Jam Pack discs came like stapled to the spine of the magazine, and you could just like rip it out, take the disc out, pop it in your PlayStation, and you've got like eight games. Now, for a normal person whose parents would just, like, go out and buy them whatever games they wanted, whatever, which was, like, quote-unquote normal at the time, you know, you just assume, like, normal parents do this, but, like, your parents don't for some reason. No, it's just the rich kid. Yeah, the, his, the rich kids, whatever. And- but, like, for, for a, a poor kid that, like, their parents wouldn't buy them a game except for, like, one game, like, on maybe a holiday or maybe not at all, like, you don't know, no. Uh, the jam packs were, like, a big fucking deal because... Your parents could get those for like five bucks, you know. So yeah. those were very common. And we should be clear about what we're talking about here because these—I think you mentioned it—but these were demos. These were not the full. Oh, these were not, not the full, full games, games at yeah. all. Yeah, these were just the you know short like either you could only play it on a certain amount of time or you could only play a certain level. There were different restrictions, but these were just demos of of these games. Yeah, hundred percent. And and for these disc-based games back in the day, it actually wasn't even. I don't believe they ever had a time limit on any of these because there's only so much information you can fit on a disc. So they would literally just limit it at a certain point. So I personally had Jam Pack Summer 1999, which dates me for sure. But uh, that particular disc had Ape Escape. This is all PlayStation 1. Bloody Roar 2. The next Tetris. Uh, MLB 2000, which Major League Baseball 2003. Extreme. No idea what that is. Xeno Warrior Princess, R4 Ridge Racer Type 4, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, the original game, the first one they came out with. The reason I emphasize that one is because that's the one that I mostly played on this, because not only did they give you two levels, I think it was like two or three levels from the actual game, but they gave you the full like soundtrack of music to that game so you could like play those levels as you're listening to like a randomly selected track of those musics a track of those musics <laughs> but it also gave you a level creator and it was very very limited but you still had basically infinite possibilities it came with the level creator on the yeah, demo it had a level creator on the demo I knew that the game had and a like, level creator the, you know but... if you buy the actual game there's like so much more shit you can use but, like, there's a warehouse level, and you have, like, ten ramps, and, like, twenty obstacles, and, like, twenty rails, or something. You can something. do a lot with that shit. You can do a lot with it. Like, yeah. my brother and I, like, that's that's all we would do sometimes, is just sit there for, like, all day, making each other courses on this fucking demo disc for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. That's awesome. And we would just, like, rail on it. And, like, I love this fucking shit so much. I talked before in a previous episode about the... Um, soundtrack to Courier Crisis being awesome. The soundtrack to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is legendary. Oh, there are still songs that I have no idea what they're called from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and I only know like half the lyrics because it's like I've never looked them up really. 
but I still have them in the back of my head. Like, I can't wait to tell you all about her, all about the new girl. Is that long enough for a copyright violation? Am I going to get? D- are we going to get DMCA'd? And not with your key. Okay, great. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're on like the the record. They're like listening really closely, and they're like, "No, that's way off key." No, yeah, I was going to say like they they it's use good. bots for that now. So I was so fun. not registering as yeah. any key, <laughs> not registering as human singing voice. <laughs> no, but the other cool thing is like, I believe they included all the moves that you could possibly do, which you couldn't do on like the the basic demo levels, but like you could create a custom level where you can do like a one thousand off those things. Like yeah. you, you can literally like go like way up in the air and like all these little twisty things and like. It basically gave you, like, a dumbed-down version, but, like, a still cool version of the game that you could play. Yeah. You know, and, and like, I played it... I probably put, like, 200 hours into that fucking thing, or more. Uh, There was another series called PS1... Well, it was called PlayStation Interactive Sampler Discs. And there were a ton of them. A ton of them. I just found this out. There were a ton of them. I I (laughs) thought there were just a few of them. But uh, Jeff and I did some research before this episode. So I had specifically, and this is the only one I had, I had the PlayStation Interactive Sampler Disc CD version 8. And this one had two different things on it. It had playable demos and it had videos. The playable demos are Spyro the Dragon, everybody knows that, NFL Extreme, also a classic for sports fans, Medieval, or Medieval, however you want to pronounce it, Gran Turismo, the original, Metal Gear Solid, Test Drive 5, Legacy of Kain 2, Soul Reaver, Cool Borders 3, pretty rare game, very expensive now, Ninja, and WWF Warzone, one of my favorite PS1 games. And the reason it's my favorite is because it was on this sampler disc. But on that disc, I played mostly uh, the Metal Gear Solid, which was just the first level, and Legacy of Kain 2, Soul Reaver, which was also one of the first levels in that game I believe but it was just like a a gigantic cavern and you're like walking around sucking souls from people but when you get to the bottom you go through a door and the demo ends but what I used to do is jump in the pool which is a giant pool in the middle and I would like kind of like try to squeege my way through one of the polygons and if you did it just right which I did it every time you could get behind that and you could just swim off into the white nothingness And I figured if I just swim far enough, maybe there's going to be another level. Like they had stored the whole game in there, but only like locked you out. Exactly. Some demos have done that. Actually, some demos have done that. There was a I I need to stop bringing up things that I can't say the name of. But um, there was a game where they pretty recent even. uh, there was one on. I think it may have actually also been PlayStation, um, where they had released a demo disc, and it was a demo disc I think just containing this one game. But it was only supposed to be like the first level of it. This may have been uh, Dreamcast, I don't know. But it was supposed to just be the one level. Like, all they did was dummy out the rest of the game, but it's still there. And there was a way to cheat to get past it. I think just using, like, the level select cheat codes, which they released... What game was that? Oh god, okay. I don't remember the name of it. I'm remembering the details now. It was released... It was a demo that was included with a magazine. And I want to say that in the magazine they even had, like, in that issue, or maybe the issue before or something, the level select codes... 
like in the issue, like oh, these that che- you could use to get the entire. Yeah, because they were just supposed to be cheat codes for oh, the game, man. but those cheat codes worked in the demo, and so you could just skip past the first level and play the rest of the game. Damn. Yeah. Oh, gotta find I out wish I remember what game that is. We'll, let's let's, let's take a break and then we'll come back. Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll we'll find out what game that was and we'll come back. All right, welcome back. So, during the break, we did a little bit of quick research, uh, some some Google foo, and Google foo determined that the game we were talking about was uh, Ko Flying Squadron for the Sega CD. Um, it was a shoot 'em up, uh, I think horizontally scrolling shoot 'em up. Um, it was released as a demo disc with Sega Pro CD magazine in the United Kingdom in December 1994. I may have completely made up the detail about the cheat code being in the same magazine because I couldn't find anyone that talked about that. But the cheat code did work. It, the demo only included the first level of that game, but the cheat codes, which were publicly available for the full game that allowed you to do a level select, worked on the demo and the rest of the game was accessible that way so they basically gave away a game for free hell yeah um, accidentally but they did uh, there was something we forgot to mention by the way that makes uh, your whole discussion about those two particular uh, demo compilations a lot more interesting why don't you tell us what happened just before we started recording alright so <laughs> before we started recording uh, I gotta mention that I don't do a lot of research on this podcast uh, Jeff comes up with the topics mostly, and then I sort of like assign them to my experience. And this particular situation, I I had a jam pack, and I found out that I had something that was not a jam pack, which was an interactive sampler disc, which I, you know, described a few minutes ago. But the thing is, I don't own those, so Jeff somehow convinced me to buy both of those, so I bought the Jam Pack Summer 99 demo disc and the PS1 interactive sampler disc CD8, version 8. These were the ones you had as a kid, now you don't have them, and now you are going to have them. The reason I bought them is because that is the sole purpose of my gaming collection, is to own everything that I had as a kid, and everything that I wanted as a kid. Which I have everything that I wanted and everything that I had, but I didn't realize that I didn't own the jam pack and the interactive sampler CD. So I bought them. It was like twenty bucks. Thanks, Jeff. You've ruined my children's lives. Yes. You've you've fin- ruined yourself financially with that twenty dollar total purchase. Yeah. That was yeah. my last twenty dollars. I can't afford food now. Thank you, Jeff. That's fine. So don't worry um, about it. I've, I've got this piece of paper I printed this jam pack stuff on. Uh-huh. I've got, I could probably boil it. That's true. Get some kind of fiber out Boiled of it. paper is not as bad as people tell you. No. All right. Um, anyway, moving, moving Mo- on. Moving Mo- 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 That That was some kind of weird laugh that I tried to suppress, but I didn't start suppressing it until I was, A, halfway through a word, and be halfway through the laugh, and it came out as, <laughs> 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 um, 
Moving on from Nick's uh, newfound destitution for his $20 purchase. Righteous. Uh, I wanted to talk about um, a few more compilations before our, our episode's up here. One thing I wanted to talk about was, and this is kind of a recent one, Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2. Sweet compilations. Yes. Yeah. Dynamite. There was, uh, just to kind of briefly address this, there was the Mega Man Anniversary Collection, which is similarly titled, and that was released on GameCube, I think Xbox Classic. Yeah. Uh, What do you even call it now? Yeah. Just Xbox? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Normally you would call it, like, you know, PlayStation 1, but you can't call it Xbox One because that's a thing that came out two (laughs) generations later. Yeah. That's Um, like three years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and uh, and PlayStation Two, I think, is when the other one it came out on, and it was that was Mega Man one through six, no, one through eight. It was Mega Man one through eight. Are you sure nine wasn't on there? No, nine hadn't come out yet. Okay, uh, Mega Man one through eight plus uh, uh, the two arcade fighting games and uh, the racing game that I forget the name of. Oh, no, that wasn't... You know, fuck that. I didn't... That's not true. <laughs> that came out on something else. Um, only accuracy on our podcast. Yes. Only the highest integrity. Hopefully I edited that out, but if you're hearing it right now, I didn't. But anyway, so that came out, and that was that was several years ago, and it was, it was pretty good. Um, they did, on the GameCube version that I have, they did something really fucking stupid with A and B where they reversed them. And there's Why? no... I don't know. Who there's, plays like that? And there's no way to uh, change the controller Who mapping. plays like that? Nobody does. I don't know how Who it jumps with A and fires with B? Sorry, other way around. Who right. jumps with B, fires with A? Yeah. Who does that? I don't know. It was fucking stupid. I agree. Um, it was still a good compilation. And each one of them on each console had like a their own unique little thing. Uh, like on the GameCube version, there was a uh, G4 special about the history of Mega Man that you could watch. Cool. That was really cool. I've watched yeah, it cool. like a bunch of times because I had it. I think one of them, like the Xbox one, I think had an episode of the uh, Ruby Spears Mega Man cartoon. The one no where idea. it's like, Mega Man, wait, Super Fighting Robot, Mega Man. No. I'm just going to hit all of the copyright violations via song on this on this podcast. Scanning for correct key <laughs> for copyright violations. None found. <laughs> no copyright violations found. One dying animal found. Um, and then, I don't know, the other one had something else. But anyway, so that was pretty cool. But Mega Man Legacy Collection uh, 1 and 2, these were two separate releases. That's, they're more recent, and uh, they include a lot of new gameplay shit. And that's what I like about them. Sweet. Um, Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 is all the NES games, so it's Mega Man 1 through 6. Tight. Um, yeah. You get the games. It also comes with... And this is available on, like, Switch, I think 3DS, PlayStation 4. All over or, the place, yeah. Yeah. Um, it has a bunch of, like, artwork you can view, concept art, you know, box art, stuff like that. Um, you can listen to the music and a little music player. But the coolest thing uh, is the challenges. They'll do this thing where you'll have a bunch of... Di- it has just a bunch of different challenges. It might be, like, you know, Mega Man 1 Mix or something like that. So you'll play that, and it'll have you start, like, in the middle of a specific Mega Man 1 level, and you'll play through that a little bit until you get to a certain part, and then it suddenly warps you to another Mega Man 1 level, and then you'll go through, and it'll just keep doing that. 
But then, as you play through those and you unlock <clears throat> other challenges, it starts to mix them up, where it's like Mega Man 1 through 3 mix. And so you'll be playing like a Mega Man 2 level, and you'll get to a certain part, and then all of a sudden it jumps you to a level in Mega Man 3, and you're doing that. And it does this all the way up to Mega Man 6, so that at least one of the challenges is like... Mega Man 1 through 6 mix, and you're just jumping all over the place in all these different games. It's so fucking awesome, and I love it. Fucking love it. What a great compilation. Yeah. Holy shit. And since we're on the topic... All the greatest parts of all the greatest games of that generation. And since we're talking about compilations, I mean, compilations take a lot of different forms. We talked about Super Mario All-Stars, and that was an enhanced re-release of those games. There wasn't additional content... But they were enhanced re-releases. You got better graphics and like save states out of them. Yeah, somebody lovingly drew all those sprites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those games are beautiful. And we talked about Six Pack, which was just a straight re-release. Nothing changed about the games. There wasn't any additional content. But you just got one a, cartridge. One cartridge is a bunch games. of a bunch of great games. Full games. Mario All Stars and Six Pack, two completely different kinds of compilations, but they both did something very. They both were very good at what they did. That's a mamma mia for me. Mega Man Anniversary Collection to me is the perfect kind of uh, re-release because you get the games and they're playable in like the exact you know, the, there's nothing fucked up about them. You, it's, it plays the way you remember playing them on NES. With a bunch of additional features like you can have it run like a, the t- uh, CPU in turbo mode so that it doesn't slow down in places where the NES game would have slowed down. Wish I had that for uh, Mega Man 3 on Game Boy. Oh, man. That motherfucker slows down. Yeah, they, they were definitely pushing what the Game Boy would be able to handle yeah. on that game. Yeah, just a fucking awesome collection. Mega Man Anniversary or Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 is Mega Man 7 for Super Nintendo, Mega Man 8 for PlayStation, and then Mega Man 9 and 10, which were like NES-style games that were released on the Wii and a couple other consoles. Wasn't it on PlayStation 2 as well? PlayStation 3. Wow. Yeah. Nine Shit, skipped a generation. 9 and 10 was released on PlayStation 3, yeah. Nice. Um, I will say, by the way, Mega Man 9 is like neck and neck with me with Mega Man 2 as the best Mega Man game of all time. Mega no Man shit. 9 is fucking awesome. Really? Holy shit, I love Mega Man 9. Wow, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm not talking. Play it now. I've not talked much about Mega Man Nine. I'll bring my Switch over sometime. We, we gotta do. We're we're gonna do a Mega Man episode. We are gonna point. do the Mega Man. It's gonna no. It's gonna yeah. be like a, that's a two or three parter for me. Oh yeah, yeah. If you that, that's gonna be the biggest fucking parter that we have. In yeah. This whole if thing. you when you see that we re- upload like Mega Man episode part one, you better if, buckle in. You dog. better buckle your motherfucking ass in. If you don't like Mega Man, learn to fucking love it, because you're going to get that shit for like a month. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was actually disappointed with Mega Man Legacy Collection 2, because they they did the challenges that they had in the first first collection, but they didn't do like mixing and matching with the games. So it's just a bunch of Mega Man 9, just Mega Man 10, whatever. Not as good. Not as good. Also, much weaker collection. Because you have only four games instead of the six you got in the first. Yeah. And one of them is Mega Man 8. And they're not classic. They're all, well, I mean, Mega Man 7 and 8 are classic. Um, 9 and 10 were still three generations ago. Or two generations ago, I guess. Not that long. Not that long. But, um, I mean, Mega Man 9 is still fucking awesome. Mega Man 10 is very good. Mega Man 7 is pretty good. But Mega Man 8, if I had to, like, rank them, Mega Man 8 is probably my least favorite Mega Man game. 
still good because it's Mega Man, but fuck. Anyway, so wait yeah. a Um. Also, tying back into last week's topic, pretty sure there's not a physical version of Mega Man Legacy Collection Two, and that pisses me off because <laughs> I wanted not? to fucking own it. No, I had to. I got the digital version. Uh-huh. You can there. They do sell like for Switch. They sell. <clears throat> um, I think we talked about this last week. Which was actually several weeks ago, but no one fucking knows that. <laughs> to the listeners, why last mention week. it, Jeff? I guess not. To, we to gotta all, peel back the curtain for no reason. To all of our listeners, last week we talked about it. Um, You're gonna see the hairy, fleshy bits of this podcast because Jeff just said that. Yeah. Um, now you guys see how all the sausage is made. I mean that literally. We actually oh, also run a sausage Christ. making. Don't pay attention. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> no, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna make a. I was just gonna make a joke about we actually make sausages here. We it was just gonna be a joke about like, fucking. What are we talking about? Oh, nothing now. Oh, great. <laughs> anyway, Mega Man. Oh. He's got like a gun for an arm or something. Yeah, he's so fucking. Yeah, he's like a robot kid. Great compilation. <laughs> it is a great compilation, yeah. actually. Um... I also wanted to talk about the Zelda Collector's Edition. Legend of Zelda Collector's Edition. Yeah, that's great. I actually bought it from a friend for way too low of a price, which I feel kind of bad for, but I did tell him multiple times he could get more money off of it than selling it to me, but he still sold it to me. Thank you, sir. every uh, Every time I mention... Uh, Legend of Zelda Collector's Edition around Nick, he has to remind me, he's like, yeah, I bought that off of you, you know, or, you know, Bleep, as everyone's gonna hear bleep. that just there. <laughs> you know, your your good friend Bleep, but when you, yeah, you always, you always bring up that, you, you feel bad about that. But, uh, yeah. it's fine. You, you ripped him off and you probably, well, yeah. you didn't have to put it that way. He but, probably uh, could have made so much more money and he could have put that to use with his family somehow, but whatever. Anyway, great compilation coming up. <laughs> Description of the compilation coming up soon. Legend of Zelda Collector's Edition was um, it was released with certain versions of the GameCube, and I think you could also get it separately through Nintendo Power or something. Pretty scarce, but yeah. Yeah, it wasn't very common. Um, another pack-in title that was that was not released commercially um and it were well not released separately you know what i mean um it was as i mentioned it was for the gamecube it included uh the legend of zelda on nes zelda 2 the adventure of link also on nes um uh the legend of zelda ocarina of time and the legend of zelda majora's mask uh both of which i'm in 64 uh, that was actually the... That's the only way I've ever played Ocarina of Time, by the way, is on the collector's edition. I've never played the wow. original cartridge. Yeah, Not on N64? I've never played it on N64. You are kidding me. No. That's um, the only way to play it. No, there's a fucking farce. There's another way, and that's the way I just described. <laughs> well, there are at least two ways to play it. I mean, I still I had a great experience with it. I can't. I I have a hard time imagining that it would be much better on the N64. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's fine. yeah. Um, now, Majora's Mask I've heard is because I guess there are some minor emulation issues on the GameCube version, but it's like not a big deal except for who the hell knows. Yeah. Really. But um, oh, it also included a really cool little retrospective video where it showed you 
um, just some quick gameplay footage of all of the games that had been released up to that point in the Zelda series, which was cool. Oh. I heard that was cool. I, I never watched it, but I heard that was cool. Yeah. It's a neat little thing. It's not very long, but it's really cool. And uh, there was a little playable demo of The Wind Waker. Yeah. To bring it all back to demos again. So, I mean, yeah, that was a really cool a little collection. I think it runs for a little bit of money online now, doesn't it? Yeah, I didn't look it up, but uh pretty sure it's like $75,000. 75000 That sounds about right, yeah. 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 Um, you basically stole a house from your good friend, and I want you to keep that on your conscience. Man, he was a co-worker. Yeah, that's true. That doesn't count. There actually was one thing I wanted to talk about, and that was the 32-in-1, which was released on the Atari 2600, and I wanted to mention it real quick because I think it's one of the earliest examples, licensed compilation re-releases. Yeah. It was... We're not talking about, like, crazy... What, what would you call them? Like, gas station? Like... No, yeah, we're not... We're not talking about... or whatever. Like, that. that's not what we're talking not about. Not pirate here. bootleg compilations. We probably should have established that earlier Officially on, licensed, yeah. We forgot yeah. to establish that. Yeah, we're not yeah. talking about, like, you know... This the, this is an actual established licensed compilation. Right. Not, you know, that it looks like an NES Mini and they sell it at a kiosk in the mall. Not yeah, that. Exactly. Um, Which, by the way, they still have those. Yes. Ridiculous. I, Even after was, the pandemic, I literally had to go into the mall against my will and walk around for a few minutes. And they had one of those fucking things, and they just wanted to walk up there and be like, you can buy a Raspberry Pi. <laughs> you wanted, you were going to be the Raspberry Pi guy? <laughs> yeah, I was going to be the Raspberry Pi guy, but at the same time, I didn't want to like spend any time on these human beings that are trying to sell these You know things. what I want to do? I want to... Okay, because I know... Because I've been to probably the same mall you're talking about um, yeah. recently as well, and... Because there's one mall. There's one mall in this area. I mean, you could drive a little further, yeah, sure, but there's, like, sure. one mall. We know what mall you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there is a kiosk, and he is selling one of those stupid bullshit... It looks like an NES Mini, but it's not... Um, and it's just a bunch of unlicensed games that they... I mean, it's real games that they did not have a license to put on there, I should say. And I want... What I want to do, if I had... If I had fuck you money... Fuck you money. Oh, I, had, I love this. If I had fuck you money, I would rent the kiosk right next to him. <laughs> yes! Sell raspberry... Yes. Sell raspberry pies, like, at cost or a loss, even. Yeah, at a loss. Yeah, you have to with, do it at a loss if you're going to say fuck you. <laughs> with instructions. Like, I'm not going to be a dick. I'm not going to include oh, RetroPie no, 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 because no. that's a license violation. I'm not fucking those guys. No, RetroPie is not a license violation. That's that's free. Well, but to sell it is. You're not supposed to sell RetroPie. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm not, anyway. I'm not trying to fuck them. This fuck you money is not about them. So instructions on how to download that, how to secure ROMs, and like, look, you can just have all this shit that this guy's trying to sell you, and everything else. That would be that. That's my fuck you money dream. It's just fucking kick weirdly specific. Oh yeah. But yeah, they had the the fucking demo station set up where you can sit there and touch the controller that a bunch of other mall kids have touched. You know what? Okay, mall kids. I don't know why I feel like they're grosser than. And I love my kids. I don't care about anyone else's. I guess, but. But, like, kids at the mall, I feel like, are probably grosser because they've just been touching everything all around them in the food court and eating with their hands and shoving their hands in their mouths. Yeah. And then it's like you either they're being played by either mall kids or mall teens 
who just got done fucking behind the mall. In the bathroom. Or in the bathroom. Or, like, in the dressing room at Sears or whatever. So, that's whose hands are all over Sears the Sears went out of business. <laughs> Fuck, They are know. out of business. Did they really go out of business? They went out of Finally, business. Finally! Fuck Holy around. shit. Do you know how long they've been... They have gone out of business. God, I'm not saying I'm happy about it. It's not, it's not a good thing when a big company goes out of business and people lose their jobs. But fuck around. Sears has been going out of business for the <laughs> no past shit. 20 years. Yeah, like the entire time we've been alive, everyone's been saying, oh, Sears is going to go out of business. Yeah, no. There's a, there's a major political event. Sears is going to go out of business. Yeah. And, I, like, it finally did. Like... <laughs> Like, as I was being born, the doctors and the, were chit-chatting in the corner, and it's one of them boy, was like... But Sears is gonna... Yeah, one of them was like, so. oh, it's a boy, congratulations. And then he turns back to his colleague and he's like, hey, do your Sears is going out of business? Oh, yeah, they're all shutting down. Fuck. Holy shit, man. Anyway, how... Man, I don't know. That's... We just derailed the shit out of this... Co- yep. I... Can we spend another half hour talking about how long Sears has been going out of business, though? No. Oh. I mean, this is our pot. Who's going to fucking stop us? If we upload this episode, let me just put this out there. If we upload this episode with a four-hour playtime, and we spend... Who's going to do it? Who's going to... We've got, like, four listeners right now. We could could even tie it in because of the Sears telegames. We could do it. Oh, oh you fucking... You two people that are listening to this, you fucks. You fucking fucks. You know, you know who you're talking to. Can they hear do you? you know who you're talking to? Can you hear this right now? <laughs> you're speaking I'm so sorry. low. I was, I was laughing so hard. I couldn't talk. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. I don't even remember what the last compilation we... Oh, fucking Atari. Anyway, 32 and 1. It was yeah. an early example of this, was the reason I brought it up, um, to show that this isn't really like a... This is not something that was recent. This did not just... You know, this isn't a, a new phenomenon. This is an old one. Yeah, this is an yeah. old kind of thing that they've been doing uh, ever since the days of the Atari. So older than... Older than probably some of the people listening to this podcast. Older than Christ. <laughs> Christ, when Christ was up on the cross, <laughs> and, the, and the Roman and the Roman soldiers were standing around him. One of the Roman soldiers was like, "So did you hear Sears is going out of business?" <laughs> oh no! Oh shit! Anyway, you want. I'm going to be so disappointed if I find out you were wrong about Sears going out of business. Or it was like one Sears that went out of oh, business. Oh, it better not be. Oh, hold on. i got to fact check this. Well, oh, damn it. <laughs> you Sears. might as well fact check it while we're laughing. Because, yeah. I mean, maybe they're like doing the pay... The, the, uh, what is it called? Payless shoes. They shut down in the U.S., but they're still going on in China. It looks like they're still in business. That doesn't count unless they're still in business in the area. That doesn't count unless they're still in business and in, in where we live. It looks like they're. It looks like they're still. Uh, I mean, they're still tweeting. <laughs> that literally could not count less. <laughs> that is the bare minimum of, of existence now. Yeah, it looks like they're still. They're they're still existing. How? What? 
Look, if Sears shuts down in any fucking place ever, <laughs> that counts, man. That counts. It's got to count. It's got to. This is. I'm. I'm checking. I was as I was fact checking this. This is a weird. I'm reading this from Wikipedia. In January 2021, Forbes magazine reported that they are unable to get an accurate count of the number of operational stores. That sort of seems like the kind of thing you should just be able to find out, right? Like, hey, how many stores are in business? And they're like, 100%. Wikipedia. (laughs) Five seconds. But they're like, but apparently Forbes magazine, when they tried to look into it, it's like up in the air. Like, are some of them Sears, but they're, like, operating without a Sears license? I'm like, what call that a tipping the turtle verification. <laughs> That's verification. Numbers ranging between 74 and 60. Like, what, are some of them still Sears, but they're like, yeah, we just kept the name up there, but we're not really a Sears store? Yeah, man, like, okay. <clears throat> they described it, one company described it as a slow-motion liquidation. Okay. Because they're just slowly bleeding out. All right. So technically, there's the maternal seal of standby. <coughs> technically, Sears is closing down because every Sears that will ever come into contact with is closing down. They're closing down in a practical sense, but not a technical sense because they still are in in business. It's just like Blockbuster, which, by the way. Ruined every local business ever. No, that's not what I was going to say. Everybody romanticizes Blockbuster. Fuck you. Yeah, they did put a lot of... Yeah, fuck you. But, no, what I was going to say is... literally, fuck you, Jeff. Why me? What'd I do? I just wanted to. Okay. Okay. But, no, what I was going to say is the state of (coughs) Sears... Excuse me. The state of Sears going out of business slowly... Has been the case since we've been alive forever. Yeah, that's true. Yep. What I just read is no different than the state of Sears. <clears throat> when I was a child, my parents would be arguing sometimes about Sears going out of business. Seriously? No. Oh but man, like, I was, I'm just I'm just saying. I hope like, that. Like, I would hear that. Story. I would hear that all around me as I was a child. Like. Oh, yeah, 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 I owe all this money to Sears because of my appliances or whatever. And they'd be like, oh, they're going to go out of business pretty soon, you know. (laughs) I am going to end this, I think, on one final discussion as I'm losing my voice, uh, which is always great when you're doing a podcast, about a compilation that would have been fucking awesome. And you would have appreciated it, too, in fact. So you mean if I delay this even further because you're losing your voice, then it would be a detriment to the podcast? Yes. Are you... You're thinking of ways to do that now, aren't you? No. <laughs> um, at the same time that Mega Man... We're going back to Mega Man. Sorry, folks. Um, like I, I said, learn... Sweet, dude. Like I said, learn to fucking love it. Yeah. Um, I to, like, fucking... Deal with it, Dad. (laughs) Around the time Mega Man Anniversary Collection came out, they were planning another compilation that was originally called Mega Man Mania. Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay. Wow. I'm going to rock your ass right here. Nice. Rock my ass. It was originally... Rock my ass, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds different than when you say it. Um, (laughs) Mega Man Mania was the original title. They they eventually switched it and said it was going to come out as Mega Man Anniversary Collection as well. This would have been on the Game Boy Advance... And it would have been a collection of Mega Man 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 on the Game Boy, but in color. 
<clears throat> and there are actually screenshots of this if you look online that were released where it's playing on like a Game Boy Player or something. On the Game Boy Color. <clears throat> it was going to be released on the Game Boy Advance, but the games were going to be remade in color. You're talking about like 1 through 5 on GBC. No, GBA. <clears throat> yeah, 1 through 5 that were originally released on the monochrome original Game Boy were going to be re-released for Game Boy Advance with color graphics. Holy shit. Full awesome. color. Full color. Like NES We're talking style. about like the most important <clears throat> NES versions of this game. Huh? Or are you talking about like Game no, Boy versions? The Game Boy games. The Game Boy versions. Oh, even better. I love yeah. those. Because those are... Just That's to, my shit. Just to clarify for people, Mega Man, if you're not familiar with it, Mega Man 1 through 5 on Game Boy, those were not ports of the NES games. Those different were, games. They were different games. Uh, they shared and they kind of did it in a... a weird and kind of clever way where each one shared like Robot Masters and certain elements with their NES counterpart but they were brand new games they were going to re-release those as Mega Man Mania in full color plus there was going to be like some other bonus game Why that they were <clears throat> do it uh, dumb reason you ready for this okay <clears throat> I, I don't remember the full details but apparently they lost the source code for at least one of the games, if not all of them. Oh, they no longer man. have the source code. Oh, jeez, yeah. man. Shit. Yeah, it's a huge bummer. It's you like, just think about what could have been. That's like <laughs> Stephen King losing his manuscripts Yeah, on a bus, which is true, by the way. Seriously? Yeah. Fuck, this, yep. God, I don't remember what story it was, but... Oh, it was The Dark Tower, like his most famous one. Like, he, he lost... The Dark Tower's not his most famous work. It might be the Says one you... you. I... He lost an entire, like, huge-ass manuscript. Because it's Stephen King, so it's like at least 500 pages. Right, like, exactly. No matter what you do. Uh, but he lost it on, like, a subway or something. And, like, he's just like, well, guess it's gone forever. Fuck it. And he just wrote the rest of it. And nobody's ever admitted that they stole it. Oh, wow. Probably because somebody just threw it away. Like, look at all these fucking papers. Oh, Jesus. Or because someone stole it and now it's kind of like, well, I can't fucking fence this anywhere. Everyone knows what it is. True. Yeah. Yeah. Like that fucking art heist in wherever, Boston, I think. Or any art heist ever. Well, like, yeah, but this what is the like. What the fuck the, are you going to do? This like, is like, for a, really... like a famous artwork? Like, oh, oh, uh, I stole the Mona Lisa. Like, okay, who are you going to sell it to, you fucking idiot? <laughs> Look, you're going to sell it either to a drug dealer, like a drug kingpin who's just going to go down into his basement and look at it from time to time. Yeah. Or you're going to keep it in your fucking shed forever because no one, you can't sell it now. You're done. Anyway, uh, I think, but I, I wanted to end on that one because I like to end on a downer of things we don't have. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but that would have been so fucking cool. And it, really it seems have. like... Maybe I'm maybe I'm putting too much. <clears throat> maybe I'm making it sound like it's too easy. It seems like you could still do it <laughs> without the source code. I don't know why. You probably could. I really wish just some fan would take that project up. Oh yeah, and just colorize all the Mega Man Game Boy games and re-release yeah, them. Yeah, fuck yeah, <clears throat> especially but, three. That was my mm, shit. Man, three was good. Yeah, I mean they're all good. Even two, which was the worst of all of them, was good. It was okay. Yeah, it's still Mega Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, anyway, that's <clears throat> that's what we had to say about compilations. Um, I'm sure. I mean, there are tons of them that we didn't talk about. I have several on my list here that we didn't talk about because we talked about Sears not closing down. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> also, um, 
as you can tell, dying. So if uh, if we missed your favorite video game compilation or there's something you want to talk about, throw us a line at tippingtheturtlegaming at gmail.com, facebook.com slash tippingtheturtle. Um, you can send us a telegram. Any way you got to get a hold of us, send us a raven like in Game of Thrones. Whatever you got to do. 100%. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> next week we'll be talking about uh, a topic that I won't think of until the day of the episode. That's right, man. You just gotta like roll with the flow, yo. This voice will not come back next week. I promise. I will do what I everything in my power to ensure this voice. You know what? Come back. It literally won't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Tipping the Turtle is the only retro gaming podcast, but don't Google that. It's hosted by Jeff Silvers and Nick Bryant, with music by Nick Bryant and produced by Jeff Silvers. Follow us at facebook.com slash tippingtheturtle or email us at tippingtheturtlegaming at gmail.com.